Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus leaves no doubt as to who is responsible for this catch of fish. The Simon Peter, James, and John fishing company had been out all night with all their wisdom and skill, going to all the right places, using all the right techniques, and had caught nothing. They were probably tired and grumpy. And so after washing and mending their nets, just wanted to go home and finally catch something, some shut-eye. But no, not yet. They are delayed. First, Jesus using Simon Peter's boat as a pulpit for a while. And then he wants to try his hand at fishing. Guys, let's try again, Jesus says. Let's try in the deep water. Now, professionals just love it when amateurs try to tell them how to do their work. (laughs) Peter, James, and John probably all looked at each other in disbelief. Is he serious? It's the wrong depth of water for fishing. It's the wrong time of day for fishing. We're not going to catch anything. But since it's Jesus asking... Jesus, who not too long ago had healed Peter's mother-in-law from a fever and was gaining quite a reputation around those parts. If it had been anyone else, but all right. So off they go. When they get to the deep water, they let down the nets, probably wondering how long this is going to take. How long is Jesus going to make them sit there? when they actually begin catching fish. And not just a few, but an abundance. Not one boatload, but two, more than two boatloads of fish. So many, in fact, they don't have room for them all. And there is no doubt who is responsible And it's not because Jesus knew better fishing techniques. And it's not because Jesus could see or know where the fish were. It is because this man, Jesus, is the Almighty God. The God who made these fish. And the God who can order these fish to swim into a net. And so this miraculous catch of fish leaves no doubt as to who Jesus is. Is Peter knows he is face to face with his maker. He no longer calls him master. Now he is the Lord. But Peter is not yet ready to meet his maker. And so he falls at Jesus' knees and begs him to leave. Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Give Peter credit. At least he got that part right. But if Peter wasn't ready to meet his maker, his maker was ready for him. This miraculous catch of fish was no accident. No payment to Peter for the use of his boat as a pulpit. No simple helping out of some fishermen who had some bad luck. 
unlikely as it may seem, Jesus had chosen these men to be his disciples, his followers, to teach them and train them to be his apostles, his sent ones, to send them out into the world after his death, resurrection, and ascension to be his representatives, to give his forgiveness and faith, and to establish and build his church. These men, these men, these men. And so when Peter falls at Jesus' knees, confessing his sin, Jesus sinners doth receive. Jesus speaks words of grace and forgiveness. Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. And with these words, Jesus shows us that the most miraculous catch that day wasn't the fish. And what started off as just another day, with the same old routine and the same old work, turned out quite differently. But that's how it is with God. You're probably not so different than Peter, James, and John. Each day you wake up and have a routine, off to work, off to school, take care of the house, take care of family, meet with friends, meet with co-workers, take care of things. Perhaps some days it feels as if you get nothing accomplished, or if what you did that day didn't matter to anyone at all. Maybe the same old routine is growing old and beginning to feel like a rat race. Peter, James, and John had been up fishing all night and caught nothing. It probably wasn't the first time. And it can seem that way in the church, too. Each week we come and go through the liturgy. You listen to the sermon. You go to Bible class. It can seem rather routine. Maybe you feel stagnant in your faith. As a church, we try to reach out into the community, do acts of mercy, help others. But perhaps it feels as if we're getting nothing accomplished. Why are we doing so much fishing and catching nothing? How do we make sense of all this? Well, we do so by remembering who is responsible for this catch of fish. For on the one hand, Christ commands us to work, but on the other hand, he shows us that our work on our own accomplishes nothing. Our lives, our hands are empty without the grace and presence of God. Now, the world will tell you otherwise. The world would have you believe that if you work hard, you will be successful. That if you make better choices, you will have a better life. That if you do the right things, the right things will happen to you. But is that really so? No. There are some very good parents whose children have gotten mixed up in drugs or cults or rebellion. 
There are some very hard-working people that get laid off every year. There are some people at the top of their profession that feel empty. There are people who take very good care of their bodies and get terrible diseases. There are retirees who feel useless and unappreciated. Many people are wondering, what am I accomplishing? Where will it end? Does it matter? Or are we simply going to realize after toiling all our lives that we have come back empty-handed? Christ tells us to go back out. Perhaps like Peter, James, and John, we're tired. Maybe we're skeptical. Maybe we really want to catch some shut-eye instead. Perhaps we wonder why. But whose catch is it anyway? So off we go into the vocations that God has given us. And they're not all the same. We're not all fishermen. We're not all pastors. We're fathers and mothers, sons and daughters, bosses, grandparents, friends, neighbors. And off we go. But as Christians, we go differently. We do not go as we went before, as the rest of the world, but as those who have been caught by Christ, who have been caught in the net of his gospel of forgiveness, who have heard his word of grace and forgiveness and been baptized and have feasted at his table. And so we go differently because we are different. We go no longer on our own, depending on our works and accomplishments, our techniques and wisdom, our skill and strength. No, we go in faith, knowing that if anything is going to be accomplished through us, it is going to be done by Christ. By Christ living in us. By the one who commands fish to swim into a net. And so as Christ redefined what it meant for Peter, James, and John to be fishermen, so he does the same for us in our lives, in our vocations, and we see things differently. Now maybe you've heard a little catchy phrase that's out there in the world, if it's going to be, it's up to me. I think Peter, James, and John would disagree. If it's going to be, it's up to Christ. If it's up to you and me, we look around and see what we're able to do and what we've done and what we've failed to do. What we did and we thought was so great and then turned out not so great. What we thought was great one day but then wasn't the next. What we thought would last but didn't. We look at all that and all we can do is fall at Jesus' knees like Peter and admit our failure. All we can do is fall at Jesus' feet and die because that's all we're good for anyway. Maybe it would actually be an improvement. But Jesus didn't leave Peter there. He also didn't leave Isaiah there. And he doesn't leave you there either. 
Jesus sinners doth receive. For in our sin, in our failure, in our death, those comforting words spoken to Peter are also spoken to you. Do not be afraid. You are not condemned. Your sin is atoned for. You are forgiven. For as Jesus joined us in our sin and death, so he has joined you to himself in his resurrection to live a new life. And thus reborn and raised, from now on we see our lives and our vocations in a new light, redefined. Just as he redefined water to be a washing away of sin, and words to be an absolution, and bread and wine to be his body and blood. So too now we who partake of these gifts, new lives with new sight, And so we're fathers and mothers raising not just our children, but his children. We're workers, not just working for ourselves to make money, but to provide daily bread for others. We're friends and neighbors through whom God is taking care of others. And in the church, we reach out and have mercy not to be big and successful, but to let down the net of God's word and forgiveness. But we cannot command the fish to swim into it. Only Christ can do that. On our own, we accomplish nothing. Only Christ can build his church and his kingdom. So we go back out each day, each week, each year at his word. Sometimes that's tough. But as you go, know that the work and the results are His. That your life is anything but routine. Anything but meaningless. And anything but accomplishing nothing. The Word of God is accomplishing in you and through you exactly what Christ wills. We may not always be able to see it or understand it. But that's where faith comes in. That's where the cross comes in. That even in the face of sin and death, of seeming hardship and failure, to trust that when the net is pulled up, there will be fish. And not just a few, but an abundance. And that when the grave is opened, there will be life. And not just a little but abundant and eternal. And it is all by grace. Christ doing His work. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.